Woohoo! Season four. Hey there, everyone. My name is Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer, and this is a podcast on journeys through cancer. It's also about those making a difference in the world of cancer. My mission is simple: inspire hope, help one person every day. It's where inspiration meets expectation, where reality meets dreams and dreams lost. It's about life after cancer and how others can help you through. It's about sharing your story, your journey. Cancer is life changing and life after cancer can be uncharted territory. Sharing our stories and creating dialogue about breast cancer realities and research can inspire hope and change and help you feel maybe a little bit more normal. This podcast was created to inspire love, hope and light in the darkness. I also want to shine a light this season on metastatic breast cancer. This podcast was inspired by a shining light, my dear friend and pink sister, Sandy Clausen. She died in July of 2018 after a recurrence of breast cancer that was metastatic, and she never gave up fighting. Season four is dedicated to Elena Weston. Elena was a wife and mother of two children. A friend recorded some of Elena's advice from the trenches, and you know how I love the tips. Number one, take care of yourself and your body, diet and exercise. Two, early detection is key. If you have symptoms, don't ignore them. And three, and my favorite, live life to the fullest. Live with intention and choose happiness. I wanna give names and faces and details of these women that have died from this horrible disease. Breast cancer is not the good kind of cancer. There is no good kind of cancer. So let's talk about it. Welcome to DJ Breast Cancer, Season 4. Hey there, everybody. It is Tina Conrad, a.k.a. DJ Breast Cancer, and I am here Season 4, Episode 10, with a very exciting guest. I'm excited to talk to her today because it's a little bit of a change of pace from the normal. So her name is Haley Gabriel, and she is an amazingly talented tattoo artist with a background in fine arts. And she um, is under the handle of True Life Canvas and does um, tattooing for breast cancer survivors. Um, So hello, Haley. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you because this is definitely like a a breath of fresh air. (laughs) (laughs) So talk to me a little bit or, you know, if you want to introduce yourself um, in your own words, like how how did art find you or, you know, just how did you get your start? Uh, Well, my father is a nationally acclaimed artist, Stephen Shortridge. He does whale impressionist work um, on canvas. And so I grew up in the arts and paint myself. Um, And I had been painting for years, but kind of always looking for something that was creative, but got to also work with people because the idea of just being in a studio by myself, create artwork alone, um, as awesome as it is to create art, the idea of just being alone doing it all the time wasn't as fulfilling for me. So when I discovered that you could do areola um, tattooing through the permanent cosmetics vein of getting into the industry, that's what initially drew me um, to that so that I could help people and be creative at the same time. Awesome. And, and from there you've even evolved into different things. Like I know I, I read that like you were doing eyebrow tattooing. So really, really filling this niche of like helping people, 
you know, feel like themselves again. Yes, absolutely. So getting into the industry, I had talked to different people and they said, in order to make a living at this job, you typically need to get into uh, doing more of the cosmetic side. So that'd be eyebrows, eyeliner, lips, um, things of that sort. And initially I was kind of, I don't know if bummed is the right word, but I was not sure I would enjoy that as much. Um, just wanting to nest or wanting to um, get to the other stuff of the areola work. But I was pleasantly surprised to discover how many people are impacted by the work I do through the cosmetic side of it. Um, especially eyebrows are something that um, can be an area for a lot of women that creates insecurity, whether it's from a cancer treatment that they had and their eyebrows really haven't come back or they have alopecia or they just have thinning eyebrows, you know, as simple as that. But just to hear constantly that I'm, I have no idea how I've changed their life is such a rewarding thing to hear in my line of work. I love that. And so did you start, like, did you do all kinds of tattoos or were you really doing the areola from the very get-go? Um, I was doing all the cosmetic side of tattooing as well as areola. And I, I don't actually do traditional tattoos Okay. Um, in, in the sense, although I did just have the opportunity to go try it this week. Um, I'm all about learning and I constantly want to learn how to be the best at what I do. So I like to learn from all different avenues. I love that. So have you ever like, has a patient um, with areola ever wanted like something else incorporated or is that kind of then a different person's role? Um, like where maybe they I wanted a flowers or they wanted, you know, something sure. artistic. Sure. Um, clients have brought it up before. We've always, <clears throat> excuse me, landed on going the traditional route of doing um, a 3D realistic areola tattoo once they see my work because mm-hmm. um, I just didn't realize how real it could look. Um, but if they wanted more of the flowers and stuff, I probably would refer them because, again, I want them to have the absolute best result. And being that I'm not as versed in that, I wouldn't want to take that on <laughs> after everything that client has been through. Yeah. So I'd love to know just kind of like, how do you make that areola look so real? Like it, it, I did see your work. It's fascinating. Like I don't think the human eye would ever think that that's not the real thing. Yeah. So a lot of it is just, um, understanding values of color. And so being that my background is art, it comes a little more naturally to me to create things that can look 3d even on a flat surface. Uh, so where the highlight hits and where the shadows fall all plays into the story. So that's where the story is told before you even consider what colors you're putting on somebody. It's also the value of the highlights and the lowlights that give the dimension to what you're looking at. Amazing. Yeah. So I, I just find your work like so fascinating. So oh, thank you. Yes. Like it's beautiful. And, and I actually had, I'll, I'll tell you the story of, of my tattooing, which was done by um, my plastic surgeon and he is amazing. And, you know, but he kind of was doing it, you know, like through his office. So there's only so many colors that he has even access to, but I will say that he's just a very creative type. So even though he's a plastic surgeon, he like 
played musical instruments. Um, he, he was just, oh, just such a creative, you know, soul. And so I just remember, you know, a, a long journey, you know, so up to that point in time, just not feeling like me for probably like a year. And then I had sure. those tattoos done and just seeing something in the center just really triggers in your mind, like, oh my God, like this looks like a real breast again, you know? And, yes. and I just mm-hmm. remember breaking down in in tears, happy tears. And that, you know, it it had been so long, but I just felt, I don't know, just complete again. And it was, it's hard to put into words, but it was just such a beautiful thing. And it's such a gift that, you know, you can bestow on someone else and, and help them to feel complete again. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting. You were use that word complete because that's often the word I hear um, uttered from women that are going through it themselves in my office uh they just weren't expecting to even have that emotion come out they thought that they were through some of the the emotions they were dealing with and didn't think they would have such an emotional response but uh, seeing themselves complete is the word they use uh, and that they never thought they would see themselves look like that again you know that they get to see their old self somebody they haven't seen in a while is things that they've described to me um of their experience and the confidence, weirdly, um, client recently was sharing with me that even though nobody else knows she had it done, all of a sudden she feels so much more feminine now. She's wearing, you know, V-cut shirts and feeling more flirty. Um, she just feels like she has this whole new confidence about her that she has been lacking for a while. Oh, I love that. So it's so yeah. awesome. And I, on your form where we were kind of like chatting before this, um, you talked about confidence and then you talked about feeling whole, you know, and, and I don't know if there's any other stories, obviously you don't have to give names, but I just loved kind of, it, it seemed like your role almost takes on like a psychologist or like a, it's almost like this, you know, emotional healing process, you know, and, and you're kind of, yeah, yeah, like you're right there in the midst of it. But wondering if you had any personal stories that really touched you. Yeah, well, so I'm a trainer as well. And so oftentimes I have a class of students watching a lot of these um, interactions with some of these clients. And uh, the last class I I did, um, we got the chance to work on two different models and the students got to work on these women too. And at the end, it was so powerful because um, we sat around as a group of, I think there was probably eight to 10 of us in there all crying and hugging and loving on each other uh, because of the stories they were sharing of their experience they'd been through and, and how, and watching their reactions to seeing themselves for the first time is just obviously a very emotional experience for everybody to even witness, you know? So um, every time that my students get to participate in something like that, they all leave feeling like they got to experience something um, so powerful. Yeah. Like bigger, you know, that bigger they, than themselves. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just the energy and the love going on in those situations is, is a beautiful thing. Oh, I love that. And I did a, a marketing thing. I work for Vera Bradley and I did a marketing thing and my mom was actually 
part of it too. And it was like a photo shoot that they were doing for their October campaign um, because we have like a foundation that does breast cancer research. So it's just a cause that's near and dear to the company that I work for. Yeah. And we were together with the marketing team and sharing our stories for like part of this interview. And like, there wasn't like a dry eye, like everyone was so moved and I can kind of like relate to that experience where like you're all there together and like feeling the feelings, even if you weren't the one like going through it, you can just sense, you know, like how, how big this is. So I I just think that that's, yeah, I think it's so beautiful that like you train and like bring other people in to such a, such an emotional experience. Absolutely. Well, so many people that do get into permanent co- permanent cosmetics are initially drawn to it because of what it can offer for breast cancer survivors. So, um, yeah, getting to offer that to them is so amazing because I do feel like the technique I've developed is so much more realistic than some of the other work I've seen out there. And so instead of trying to figure out how to get as many clients as I can in my door, my thought process turned to how many people can I educate on how to do this so that we're having that much bigger of a ripple effect through the community. Um, Because I had a dear friend of mine uh, get breast cancer at 19 and ended up passing away in her 20s. And so watching her go through her whole journey uh, really impacted me and just seeing the emotional toll of everything. She had to go through every step of the way of everything she had to go through. And all I wanted to do was help her. And I had nothing to give her at that point of my life. Um, so having it come full circle where now I'm getting to impact lives, I don't even get to necessarily have in my studio. Um, but hopefully I've had an impact on the artists performing the work on them to receive a realistic looking areola. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I love that you're using, you know, your talents and your experience and, you know, everything that you are into helping others, you know, and, and to your, and to your point, like, it's not just what you do. It's, you know, if, when you teach others, you, you know, it is, it's this beautiful ripple effect. And, and I think that's so amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So I'd love to talk a little bit just about, you know, like the billing or the insurance, or I, I think you had some like good tips, you know, about that. Um, it, I just love to kind of know, like, you know, what, what advice you would give people about the whole, like how, how to pay for this if you are a breast cancer survivor? Yeah. So, um, typically, you know, everybody's insurance can be a little different, obviously, but, um, recently we just, I think today I heard of a client who, uh, was able to get 80%, uh, reimbursed for her work done out of, a uh, out of our studio, which is not under a doctor. So oftentimes, Some people feel limited, like they have to get their work done out of the doctor's office, even if they're not particular, uh, particularly like their work. So I would definitely look into the artists that are around because not all artists uh, are trained the same or offer the same look, you know. So make sure you really like the work of the artist, look at their portfolio um, and then call your insurance company yourself and find out what you need from that artist to submit for billing and whether you can get it reimbursed. Um, Sometimes what can be tricky for some clients is that they've already reached 
they're deductible the year before, typically when they're going through all their surgeries and whatnot. And by the time they get to us, it's following or following into the next calendar year. So just pay attention to that and uh, maybe consider getting it done sooner if you're healed, um, if it falls in the calendar year that um, works for you. Well, great. Well, those are some great tips. Um, I do always ask every guest for a Tina tip. And, you know, I don't know if there's one thing you'd like to expand on or like really, really resonates with you. But like, what's one bit of advice after seeing all these clients come in for this that you would like to bestow? Um, gosh, that's a tough one. Or, or how, so things. yeah, or how would people, how would people know kind of maybe a reputable place to to go? Like how, how would they have confidence, you know, in a tattoo artist versus another? Sure. Um, I, again, I would definitely stress to ask to see their portfolio of work. So make sure that you research where you're going. First of all, look at their reviews, even on the cosmetic side to make sure they have a good reputation. Uh, because unfortunately there have been times my work has been stolen and, passed off as if it's the other person's work. Mm-hmm. Um, so just make sure they've been around for a while and that you maybe check out their establishment, make sure they seem legitimate and that they've been doing this a while um, because, you know, this is a, a big last step for people and you can have something that looks absolutely beautiful and realistic. So don't just sell yourself short and go to whoever can get you in first or whatnot, you know? Yeah, no, I think those are amazing tips. Do you, do people ever ask to talk to someone else who's had it done or is there like some client privilege, you know, confidentiality thing, or can you ever put people in touch? Like, Hey, I'm kind of interested in doing this, or I think I want to do this, but you know, I'd like to talk to someone first. Sure. So at our office, we don't disclose client information, but we have, reached out to a client first and asked if it would be okay for them to be contacted, but we would never release their information. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Approval. Yeah. 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 Cause sometimes it just, it is like this community that always does kind of want to seem to help each other. So I wondered if people have ever offered, offered to say like, Hey, I'd love to talk to anybody that, you know, comes in. Definitely. Well, and too, like you said, um, how you, your plastic surgeon was able to do it out of his office, you know, which is fantastic. Um, what we've developed, because we know a lot of people can't necessarily fly to us or they are doing it, but maybe we're never trained the way I teach um, and whatnot. So we developed an online course as well for, for those already working professionals. It's not for anybody just getting into it. For those people, we have a fundamentals class, but they have to be here in person to get through that first. Um, But, you know, if you can't find somebody or you know somebody that's doing work, but you think their work could be improved possibly, um, I would definitely obviously tell them to reach out to us. Um, Like I said, it's online. So I just want to share my technique with as many people as I can, because I just want everybody to have uh, the most beautiful work they can. It's always devastating to me when somebody comes and I, I see the work that's been done and I know how much better it could have been and the distress it probably put them through to have that on versus having nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's so awesome that you're 
just making this like your mission. I love that. Um, so what, yes. what kind of social media handles, um, are, are you, I, I know your true life can canvas, but like what, um, like where, I guess I should say, are you most active and, and how can people find you? Uh, Facebook is probably our most active. Um, I w- it's it's difficult to post areola work um, because <laughs> yeah. you get shut down. So I was in Facebook jail, they call it, for 30 days after posting areola work too many times. And they flagged me um, and shut me down because it looks real. <laughs> so I should be flattered, I realized, but I was really frustrated um, during that time. So in the uh, since then, we fought really hard to become whitelisted, quote unquote, as an approved site that we're doing, uh, you know, work that gives back to people and it's not, quote unquote, nudity, you know, where yeah. they're worried about the nudity aspect. I, I get it, but um, that's not what we're promoting. You know, we're promoting something that really helps people. So um, we are finally able to post on Facebook. Um, not yet on Instagram, but we still have an Instagram account, True Life Canvas. Um, we have a website that people can um, look at more work on there as well. And then do you want me to give you our phone number in case somebody wants to call in and ask any questions? Yeah, that would be great. Okay, it's 208-292-8315. So I will link, obviously, to your Facebook, and I can link to, like, your website as well. I do encourage you. Um, it's actually funny because my producer and I were just talking about, you know, the whole like almost the double standard, you know, I'm sure like a guy can be on a beach shirtless and that's okay. But right. you know, like know. the, you know, a woman posting, you know, nude photos or, or, you know, areola photo, photos trying to, you know, show what, you know, surgery and all this has meant can obviously have different ramifications. So I'm sure you found yourself Absolutely. at the center of that battle as well. Oh, definitely. Oh, it's so frustrating. Cause all you want to do is let people know what's out there. I've had so many clients contact me and say, I had no idea that something like this could be done or that it could look so real. And here I am so frustrated that I can't share, you know, a picture tells a thousand words. People just need to see pictures, right? Mm -hmm. And realize what can be done. But, um, but it's so hard. My hands are tied often, you know, but now we're able to start posting a little more on Facebook. So that'll help us out. Well, good. Well, great. Well, I will be sure to link and people can, from the privacy of their own homes, can can go and look um, and, and check out your amazing work because it is, it's truly, truly amazing. So thank I, you. Haley, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this um, DJ Breast Cancer. It, it really means a lot to me. And thank you just for, for making this your life mission and for giving back um, to so many. It, it, it's truly a blessing. Absolutely. Well, I'm honored to be on the show and hopefully we can help some people. Yeah, well, great. And if people have any questions, I'm sure you're open to to taking some of those questions as well. Oh, absolutely. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you. And you have a wonderful evening. Okay. Thank you. You as well. Okay, take care. Okay. Okay, bye. I want to give a special thanks to the band Roustabout for their song, Pariah. I also want to give a special thanks to Nicholas Lay for his production of my podcast, DJ Breast Cancer. And also to Melissa with Whirly Geek Photography for all her amazing content and photos. 
And a special thanks to you, my listeners. If you love this podcast or would love to give me some love back, um, you know, everything is all about ratings and reviews. So please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a great read rating if you're so inclined. And then just a, a review about how this is helpful for you. So again, thank you and have an amazing day.